welcome to another episode of The Good Night Show with me, Daniel Van Kirk. I am glad that you are here. It uh, It is, what day is it? It's Thursday, May 14th, around 12 a.m., Rochelle Standard Time, and I am joined, as always, by my producer, Noah Eberhardt. Noah, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? Hey, Dan. I'm good. Um, I haven't left the house, and uh, I think today will be one week. Really? Uh, yeah, just because I've been I've been busy. Well, that's been, good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's a good reason to uh, realize that you've been stuck inside, um, mm-hmm. rather than uh, any sort of health reasons or anything like that. So I'm glad you're busy, buddy, and I appreciate all the work that you do on this show. Um, hey, if you're listening to this show and you want to become a part of it. I want to tell you how. You can text me or leave a voicemail at 609-955. That's 609-955-609-644-4855. You can also email me at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. You can use that information to uh, let us know what you think of the show, respond to any of the stuff that we talk about. You can send us positive stories. You can send us sex and relationship advice questions. You can also send us recommendations for things to read and watch. Or you know what? You could also send us a little half-page ad for your own business, and it might become a commercial here on The Good Night Show. Make sure if you do that, it just takes about 30 seconds to read, and that'll make it perfect. Again, that number is 609-955-609-644-4855, or email me, thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. All right, it is Thursday, which means we cover everything in entertainment, and let's kick it off how we usually do by breaking down TV. And the first thing I have up here is Midnight Gospel, which is not a show that I have seen. So I imagine, Noah, you put it in because you saw it, and if you haven't, then someone has hacked our system. Yeah, there's a hacker. Uh, No, uh, it was me. Um, Midnight Gospel's on Netflix. It's an animated show. It's Mm -hmm. pretty trippy. It's from the mind of uh, Duncan Trussell. And um, he also co-created it with the creator of Adventure Time. So it's got kind of a trippy Adventure Time, Duncan Trussell, Family Hour vibe to it, which is just, it's fun and um, psychedelic and has a lot of interesting uh, mind-bending conversations and cool animation. Wow. So you, you, you recommend it. You like it a lot. I like it. It's uh, some episodes are happy, some are sad, and you know it's a whole range of things. Yeah. But it's uh, it, it, it's I, I definitely recommend it. The episodes are inspired by like conversations from the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it yeah, just it, you completely lifted like those recordings and then they animate that, or do they recreate the conversation and then animate it, or do you not know? There, I don't know exactly how they did it production wise, but they take parts that definitely feel like they're lifted from a podcast, but then they add in some slight, you know, plot elements to it to make it feel like it is a TV show, but the plot isn't really relevant. It is more about those conversations. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'd like to check it out. We had Duncan Trussell on Dumb People Town. It was a great episode and I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, But yeah, for, uh, for sure. That's a good one. Guess what? I've been watching Gilmore Girls. I have never watched all of Gilmore Girls, and I decided to start doing it. And can I tell you, as I'm now, I think, on the fourth or fifth episode of season one, it's just a great show. Also, I 
like for the longest time it was always um you know people talk about like <laughs> what a sleepy little quiet town they live in something hollow or whatever it is uh that's like the same exact amount of people as in Rochelle huh. and so I'm like yeah this is what this, this isn't that dreamy I mean it is dreamy but it also like I know this type of right you know what I mean I've uh, never watched that show actually dude it is good that's what I mean I've heard. Amy Sherman Palladino you know marvelous Mrs Maisel is now her, her current hit um it's just really 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 good it is just a really good show I don't know awesome. that I would say it's like magical good like how I feel about maybe like Frasier or I'm joking sure but I definitely do feel that way about like seasons or episodes of like arrested development or like um the office but it is just a great show it's just is great. it is it on the flicks or where are you where are you watching it on netflix yeah is that what the is that what the non-kids that's say what that's what i'm calling it i'm calling it the flicks. the flicks dude the flicks uh yeah it's on the flicks um it's just really really good and then i think that all builds up to like the four episodes that came out um like around Thanksgiving a couple couple of years ago. So, uh, yeah, it's on the flicks. Okay, uh, something else that I was on the flicks that I um, finished. Uh, I don't necessarily recommend it, but I finally finished Altered Carbon Season 2. I recommend Season 1. I thought it was like just the right level of uh, good sci-fi and not challenging to watch television. Um but you think they altered the carbon too much in season two? I would say so. Yeah. Gotcha. It's just not um, compelling or really all that entertaining. I, I think Is early- it visually interesting to watch? I've heard it's There's kind a of a visually parts. cool show. Yeah. There's a couple of scenes. It's more so in season one. Mm. I think season two, they just kind of wanted to reuse all their set pieces to save money. So there's not really anything new that grabs it. You just kind of feel it feels kind of like a retread. And also kind of like convoluted plot where you're like, who who is this person and what are why what did they do like what's the main thing that they're trying to stop? So uh, it really benefited from uh, this time of of me being at home when I was like, oh, I guess I'll put on I'll put on altered carbon. There's only eight episodes, but I don't recommend it. I'd be interested to hear if anybody else loved it. Tell me why. Maybe I'll realize uh, that I should have something I do know that I loved. It was announced this week. We can't watch it yet, but you should put it on your calendars because on Disney Plus, on July 3rd, there will be the last uh, original cast performance of Hamilton is going to uh, drop and you will be able to watch it. This puts me in a weird place because, you know, did you watch Middleton and Schwartz? Or, or, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, is it good? I enjoyed it. Um, I love going to the live shows at the Largo. Yeah. It's very much like that. It's chaotic. They they lose track of what characters they're playing, which is kind of fun. But they're you know, but taped I improv think, is never. It doesn't ever translate. Yeah, so like, it doesn't I know quite translate. Hamilton yeah. is going to be phenomenal, even like translated to video. But um, my usual response in a normal world would be like, if you can't. 
see it the second time on Disney Plus. But right now, the world we live in, there isn't a first chance to go see Hamilton. And it's hard to get tickets to Hamilton anyway. So everyone definitely should watch it. But it's interesting in this time, I feel differently than I normally would about it. But if there's something that can translate, I've, it's probably Hamilton because just musically, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. Um, all right. Before we close out this break, we have to talk about The Last Dance. Are you caught up, Noah? Did you watch the most recent week? Okay, so you're caught up all the way. Let's mm-hmm. start out. I have a voicemail here uh, from the 810 area or 801 area code who called in to talk to us about The Last Dance. I want to play that first before we get into the breakdown of it. Hello, Daniel and Noah. Just want to leave you a voicemail. A funny story about The Last Dance. I came out of the bedroom the other day to find my husband watching an episode without me. He thought I was just tolerating it with him, but I actually do enjoy it. So um, as we're watching the episode and I start talking about the Utah Jazz, I happen to be a teenager in the 90s when the Jazz were playing the Bulls. And then I turned to him and told him now he understands why I don't watch sports anymore. My heart was broken by Michael Jordan, but... Anyway, great show. I recommend it to anyone, even if they're not a huge sports fan. Really good. So that's just my little recommendation. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks for spreading the love. See ya. Okay. So, yeah, she she's saying, you know, she was a, a Utah Jazz fan and uh, had her heart broken by Michael. So it's hard for her to love this on some of the levels that other people are. I, You know, I always wondered that as a kid. Like, man, it must have – it just must have hurt – to be like a New York Knicks fan because you I think it still does. <laughs> you, yeah, it still does. But like you just never, you know, the Bulls got past the Pistons, which we saw, I think, in episodes uh, like three and four. But like you never got past the Bulls and then you did, but it was the year Jordan wasn't there. So mm-hmm. you, it didn't probably feel exactly the same. Who cares? I'm sure you were happy to go on to the finals. And then you lost to the Houston Rockets, I believe. So it just must have been like, and then, and then, and then the your owner year, has this weird, uh, you know, rock dad rock band that he. <laughs> well, that's in. just cool, dude. Um, yeah, but anyway, so uh, you know, everybody's not everybody, but so many people seem to be watching this documentary. And in this most recent one, we got into the death of Michael's dad, and you know, kind of like you hear things, you know, the how like meme culture existed before the internet where you would like hear rumors and stuff like that. It kind of always did seem like he was suspended and it kind of always seemed like maybe his golf or, or gambling habits had something to do with his father's death. But, and I know that he and his production company produced this, so I'm sure they aren't going to challenge that. But based off the interviews of people they did have, they made very good points to make it like, you're like, yeah, why would... If you, I agree, yeah. Like, if you, why would you half suspend him if he's your number? You would either hardline it and be like, I don't care how big you are, you're not bigger than the game, and then suspend him. Or you wouldn't feel the need to hardline it, so you wouldn't, you just wouldn't suspend right. him at all. Yeah, like the one guy, the one guy was what like, benefit David Stern, the ultimate capitalist, would not do this. <laughs> right, right. And then... I think also it spoke to like this thing where like we need humans need things to fit in a box. We need to understand we we like people always say like everything happens for a reason, but the that is like an inclination of our brain of like things have to have reason otherwise we descend into like chaos and we if things don't 
if things can't be like, well, you did this, so that's why that, then it, right. it hurts us too much to like... We're, we're natural storytellers, back right. to the cave paintings. Right, we yeah. need that. Yeah. And so we're like, well, this is this makes sense why it died because it's too hard for us to go, no, two bad people came upon a victim and killed them. Like that's <laughs> that's what happened. And yeah. I think it's hard for people to accept that. Um, and so a lot of that was like very, you know, uh, emotional. And I think you just saw a lot of like Michael's frustration. I, I think he's a man of challenges. And I feel like he felt like I had conquered that challenge. And then being gone for two years made him feel like there was a new chance, like, could he do this? And there are people who talk about, I mean, you hit, you talk about, he hit a 202 average, which is, you know, 10 times at the plate, he hits the ball twice, which to a person who's not maybe way into baseball, that seems like, well, but 300, three times out of 10 gets you in the Hall of Fame. So he, he went from not playing for 14 years, didn't play his senior year of high school to double A ball and hitting the ball two times for every 10 times he was up. That is miraculous. That is unreal uh so it also made you realize like he wasn't that wasn't that much of a failure uh for him either so i really loved it i thought it was interesting i mean you see that scene when they they give him the um i think it's in the second episode they give him the ipad to watch gary payton who's a, a notoriously great defender talk about defending him and michael creates another meme where he's just yeah. looking at this screen and laughing so hard um I remember being a child and watching in real time, like Scotty Pippen, like pointing at his his Jumpman shoes and then like wait, like fingering, like telling him to motioning for Jordan to come back. And I, it was all a buzz. Like I remember that excitement. I remember being a little kid and like, is Jordan coming back? Does that mean? I mean, the speculation and the excitement. I, you know, in the mall they have those like sports memorabilia stores. Yeah. <laughs> I conned my mom into buying me just some plaque of like a like an eight by ten glued to it with like a little thing it was like 45 like michael jordan like shooting a game-winning shot um the one against atlanta i think and that thing probably cost like three bucks i'm sure it cost them like two dollars to make but you know it looked all cool and to me it was it was amazing um two things before we go to break that i'll, I'll touch on really quick so I had never heard the audio of him when they win the 95-96 championship and he collapses in the locker room with the basketball. That release of winning a championship without his dad, like you've I've seen that footage thousands of times. It's it's part of a large part of the canon and lore of Michael Jordan. Never with the sound on of like just hearing that release of I mean that is ball that's sobbing, um, yeah. Uh, it was really powerful, but the most powerful part to me is when he's talking about um, being a quote unquote difficult teammate and and uh, like what that meant to get people to do what he wanted to do. And we talked about this last week where I was like, I don't know that I'm trying hard enough at anything in my life after watching yeah. this. Uh, yeah. It really stuck with me. I'm going to play the audio from it right now. And then uh, we'll talk about it a little bit and then we will, uh, we'll, we'll jump to a, a sponsor, but this was, this was it. Like, I don't have to do this. I'm only doing it because 
It is who I am. That's how I played the game. That was my mentality. If you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. Break. So him saying that, if you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. Break. Is yeah. He gets emotional, and the reason he says break is because he's not asking for us to take. He is telling the director who's interviewing him, we are done talking for right now. And he doesn't get emotional talking about his dad's dying. And they even say then that that he, he almost kind of has to go into a robotic state of like, that's how he deals with that. But when he talks about what he gave to the game and what he tried to do, uh, you know, it, you can see that still burning inside of him. And that just, that just stuck with me. If you don't want to play that way, don't play that way break yeah so uh it was a to me this was probably the most emotional two most powerful episodes i will probably watch them again and i recommend any person regardless of how you feel about sports if you're the person in the bar or the person on super bowl sunday who tweets out or in the bar yells out sports ball go sports thing um that's okay yeah i i don't like when people yuck someone else's yum but um if you enjoy story and uh, if you enjoy uh, struggle and determination, I, I would check out The Last Dance. Let's take a quick break. I know we've run long on this, so we'll do a quick little wrap-up of some other stuff. Anything we don't get to, I bet we do in the weekend edition. We'll be right back. We have an ad from a listener and check this out because it's called Lost Capital Foods. Lost Capital Foods creates fermented hot sauces and mustard in small batches from as much Minnesota source produce as possible. Their chef and CEO accepted the challenge to create tasty condiments with a low sodium content. Not only does fermentation bump up the flavor, it also packs the sauces with healthy probiotic bacteria to keep your gut happy while you enhance your quarantine cuisine. Shipping is available available nationwide so find lost capital foods on instagram or go for broke and visit lostcapitalfoods.com that's l-o-s-t-c-a-p-i-t-a-l-f-o-o-d-s.com lostcapitalfoods.com and check out their online store today and guess what if you use the code gimme shelter g-i-m-m-e-s-h-e-l-t-e-r gimme shelter at checkout you will receive 40 percent off your order that's gimme shelter at checkout for 40 percent off your order from lost capital foods and lostcapitalfoods.com all right we are back i want to just really uh quick talk about uh an email we got from our listener jen says hey dan noah greetings from a patreon listener up in vancouver island canada i'm so happy that you started this podcast dan and brought noah along for the ride recently i've started a more traditional office job very different from my maybe now never to be returned life as a server or bartender and need all the positivity and soothing soothing voices i'll try as i mess up that part i could get now that i have to wake up at the ungodly hour of 6 a.m kudos to anyone who does that 
on the regular. I'd love to share some recommendations for things I enjoy. Number one, Bon Appetit's YouTube channel is absolutely amazing. Not only informative from a cooking and baking perspective, but the shows they've created have heart and humor. Brad Leone's It's Alive tackles creative and weird fermentation experiments you can do at home. And then she goes on to list so many more. Uh, for example, Snoop Dogg's Lobster Thermidor. Uh, so uh, I think everybody should check out Bon Appetit's. I would recommend that as well. I second that for sure. There's some great stuff yeah. on there. And then another thing that is listed here in the email says, a podcast recommendation. If you're looking for terrible movies to watch but need a reason to do so, how did this get made? It's a perfect podcast. The hosts, uh, Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and Jason Manzukas have a selection of guests on to talk about sometimes good to bad, sometimes bad to good, and more often than not, bad to bad movie that they've forced themselves to watch. I can agree that that is a great show. And if you love movies and talking about how horrible they are in the best ways, how did this get made is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, that was the podcast that got me into podcasts. Oh, that's for awesome. sure. That's yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here that 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 about does it. Thanks for reading these recommendations. If you get to this, keep up the great work. Both of you, your friend Zilla, sorry, not as in God, just as in Jen. I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. God- Godzilla, not Godzilla, Jen Zilla. It. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Thanks, Noah. Uh, We also have a voicemail here from Derek, which is kind of cool. I wanted to play this. He recommends uh, something to watch, and also it's kind of sports-ish. If you're into that, why not uh, keep with some of that theme? Here we go. New Noah and Dan, this is your friend Derek L. in San Francisco. Hope you both are doing well. A good night to you both. Just wanted to let you know about a great thing I just discovered, and I can't believe I did not know about it before, the Japan All-Star Series. This is a series that has happened periodically since 1986 between the Major League Baseball All-Stars and the Nippon Professional Baseball All-Stars uh, in Japan, and it has a the two most recent in 2014 and 2018. It's almost like the World Baseball Classic, but just between the two countries, and it is so entertaining, and it is fantastic right now because, as you know, there's no sports, so this is a new sport that I can watch completely without knowing what happened or anything like that. And it's so much fun. So great. Uh, and I love seeing both the uh, baseball styles on display. So anyway, just want to recommend it's on YouTube on the NLB uh, channel. I'm sure if you have an NLB account, you can watch it without ads, but the Japan all-star series from 2014 and 2018, check it out. All right. Have a good night. I love it. The key thing there that uh, he was saying is like not knowing who wins the Japan All-Star Games. So uh, I think that was pretty cool and something people can check out if they want. Lastly, uh, we'll touch on movies. We'll do some more probably in the weekend edition. But we had an email from listener Jason that says, Dan, loving the podcast. I have a suggestion for you that I think is right up your alley. And that is the Netflix documentary, A Secret Love. Really great and perfect for times like these. Thanks again for the show and see you in town. Noah, don't let me forget. I'm going to check out Secret Love. I'm also, if anybody wants to watch with me this week uh, before next Thursday, I'm going to watch the movie Warrior, which is a uh, a movie with Joel Edgerton, Nick Nolte, who I believe got nominated for an Oscar, and... Um, the great Tom Hardy. It is a movie about two brothers and it has MMA fighting in it. And I'm telling you right now, before that turns you off, it has no right being as good of a movie as it is. If you if you trust me, watch it. If you don't, how do you enjoy these shows? 
<laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think it's really good. I haven't seen it since it came out in the theaters, so I remember very little, but I really want to watch it again. And if you want to watch it too, watch it this week and let me know what you think. We'll do some more stuff about the, all of this on the weekend edition. But until then, tonight's episode of The Good Night Show was produced by Noah Eberhardt. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch-Solomon with production assistance from Ben Zyper and Lisa Rubin. The theme music was composed by Chad Bouchard and the artwork was created by C.M. Dugan. You can check out more of his artwork at cmdugan.com. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get more content at patreon.com slash thegoodnightshow. There you can sign up for the Goodnight Show Weekend Edition, as well as exclusive weekly episodes of some of our favorite topics. Plus, you can get a supercut of this entire week's worth of shows, as well as access to the entire back catalog of the Hindsight Podcast. Three Patreon tiers are available, and the most comprehensive option is less than $10 a month. The Goodnight Show is not part of any network, so all proceeds go directly to the costs and people that keep this show on the air. Your support matters and is greatly appreciated. One way to support is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and tell everyone you know about this little nightly show. Thank you again for listening. I'm Daniel Van Kirk, and remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Good night. Good night.